Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. So if you would stand to your feet as we turn, I want to share that scripture with you in Ezekiel chapter 22. As you're turning there, I want you to understand that America needs someone to stand in the gap for her. The nation of Israel had turned their back on God and the God who had delivered them and brought them out of Egypt. The God that had opened up the Red Sea. The God that provided manna from heaven. The God that provided water from a rock. The God that provided a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. A God that took them into the promised land. That removed all the giants from the land and gave them their own land. A God that gave them by a strong arm brought walls down. A God that whose power showed up and gave them the land those people turned their back on God and we could look at them and wonder how could they turn their back on God how much has God done for you and how many times have we turned our back on him for less and when Israel was in this condition God says listen you know I'm about to destroy this land because of their their evilness because of the fact they've turned their back on me and God makes this statement in verse 22 or chapter 22 verse 30 if you're there say amen. amen. Look what he says he says I look for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap everyone say in the gap yeah. on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it but I found, but I found, but I found. What a sad commentary of a society. God searches for one, just one, and he finds none. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. You may be seated. This morning, God is about to bring judgment on his people. And he's going to use the nation of Babylon to come in and, and, and to, to judge them, to purify them because of their condition, because they've turned their back on him. The very God that, that brought them out of bondage now is going about to send them into bondage because of their disobedience. And I need you to understand that whenever we disobey God, there are consequences for our actions. And many times we can blame God for our condition, but you can't blame God for your condition if it's the result or the consequences for your choices. Say it again, Pastor. God is a good God. But God is also a just God as well. And in this realm, we, I need you to understand that this is no cheap gospel that we're preaching. That it cost Jesus Christ his life in order to buy you back again. That he loved you so greatly, but as much as God is a God of love, God is also a God of just and righteousness. So I want to take you somewhere. I want you to understand that what a gap is. A gap is a place of weakness. 
A gap is a place of vulnerability. It's a place of danger. It's a defenseless location of exposure. It's a place of limitation. In fact, another way of looking at a gap, a gap is an opening left unprotected. In America today, we have gaps going on. There are gaps in our marriages. There are gaps with our children. There's gaps that are taking place in our finances. There's gaps in morality. There's gaps in our education. There's gaps in our government. And what's a gap? It's a place where we allow unprotected for the enemy to come in. But let me explain that to you right now. Gaps happen in, in marriages where adultery happens when we open the door and we leave open an area where you've made a commitment to another and you leave it open for some hoe to walk into. Yeah, I said it. You allow some fool to come in, some gigolo to come destroy your relationship because your husband wasn't paying attention to you. We leave gaps with our kids that when we don't raise our kids or pour love into them, they're going to look for love somewhere else. And so when there's a gap of love, they end up leaving that opening for someone else to come in. If we don't love our kids, someone else will. There's gaps. There's gaps in our finances, gaps in our morality, and there's these gaps that are happening in the city, gaps that are happening in our nation. And God is saying, I looked for someone, but I found no one. There's gaps. You know what I'm talking about. We can look throughout society. You can look on television. You can't turn on the news without seeing the gaps that are going on in our society right now. There's gaps. But this morning, as I, I want to take you deeper. I want to take a look at this scripture bit by bit, step by step, and do a little teaching with you and take you through what God is literally saying in this chapter, in this verse right here. I want you to take a look with me as you turn to, to keep your Bibles open to Ezekiel 22, verse 30. Notice this. First thing God says, I looked. Everyone say, I looked. Who's the one looking here? God is. That word look literally means to desire, to beg, to ask. It means to require, to seek. That God is begging. That he looks at the condition of his people and he's begging, please, is there someone out there? Is there anyone that can help our city? Anyone that can help our nation? Anyone that can restore our land? Is there anyone? God is begging right now. Is there one to stand in the gap today? Is there one? God is begging. How many of you understand this? When we go through tough times, we seek God. Okay, let me try this side. That side just staring at me. How many of you have ever gone through a tough time and in times of crisis you seek God? And we say, God, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you forever. Just, just get me out of this. Then when everything's fine, we forget God. But then another crisis comes up, and then we seek God again. You know what I'm talking about? Do you understand that in times of crisis, we seek God? But according to this, in times of crisis, God seeks man. In times of crisis, God looks for man. 
God looks for a man. When crisis breaks out, we see God. But when times of crisis goes out, God goes out looking for a man. God looks for someone. Is there anyone I can rely on? Is there anyone that can stand up for me? Is there someone that I can trust? God, we don't only seek God in times of crisis, but I need you to understand that when things break out here on earth, that God is looking for you. Oh, come on, give God praise right now. He not only loves you, but he counts on you. I want you to notice the second thing. He says that I look for a man among them. I need you to understand he's looking for a man. He's looking for an individual, a person. And I love this word. It doesn't just mean a man. In the Hebrew, there's a, we, we use the word Adam. Adam is where we get the name Adam from. And that's a, a generic term for man. But when God uses the term here that I'm looking for a man, the Hebrew word that he uses here is I'm looking for a great man. I'm looking for a champion. I'm not looking for an average person. I'm not looking for a run-of-the-mill individual. I'm looking for a champion that will rise up. I'm looking for a man that will stand for his family, a woman that will stand for her children, someone that will stand for their community. I'm looking for a champion. Any champions in this house this morning? Because I'm looking for a champion. I'm looking for a man among them. Everyone say among. Dude, I love this part right here. I'm not looking for someone separated from them. I'm looking for someone among them. Follow me on this. That word among means out of. Not separated, out of. That right where you were sitting, I'm pulling you out of these things. I'm looking for, I'm looking for people among. Yeah, that's right, girl. Don't get nervous because I'm calling you. Many times what we look at and we're sitting there in church and we go through struggles and trials going on. God, you can't use me because of what I've gone through, because of what I'm going through, because of what I'm doing. It is the very fact that you have gone through it, the very fact that you've been in it, the very fact that you were addicted, the very fact that you were divorced, the very fact that you were alone, the very fact that you were depressed, the very fact that you were in bondage, the very fact that you were forgotten. That is why I called you. I'm pulling you out. And I'm going to let you shine. I'm calling you from among them. I don't need someone on the outside that ain't been through nothing. We don't need religious folks that are standing pointing the finger. Oh, you jacked up. You all messed up. I've gone through something. I've been through some stuff. Gone through some pains. I've gone through some letdowns. I've faced some struggles. I've gone through some hurts and some battles. But baby, I made it out of those things. And because I came out of it, 
I can now go. I want you all to go grab about three people and bring them up with you. Go grab someone. Go grab them. Quickly, grab them. Oh, you know what? You better do what your husband says, girl. Put yourself up. They don't want to come, you bring them up. your girl man <laughs> better watch your girl <laughs> see this because I couldn't touch them you take one out from among them and they reach people that I can't reach yeah. see I I'm gonna take this a little deeper I want every one of you that got pulled up to now go pull up three more people. Come on, go, quick, quick, let's go. Come on, that's you too, Charlie. Come on, come on, come on. I want you to capture this. I want you to grab a hold of this, come on. Are you seeing this yet? Are you seeing this? For some of y'all, y'all never been up at the altar before, so you're about to, you're about to experience something real quick. Are, are you following what I'm saying? You see what I'm talking out of? If I get one that was among them, if I get one that's among them, all of a sudden they touch two people, and they touch two. Remember that commercial? And so on, and so on. Now, I'm giving away my age because some of y'all don't remember that. Look at this. Before I only had a few people. But we get a few among thems. Now look what's going on. Oh, come on. All you need is one. One can make a difference. One can bring about transformation. God says, now look, the word church... From the New Testament means called out, ecclesia, called out ones. They're called out from among them. They're called out from their situation, called out of their addiction, called out of their bondage, called out of their depression. Oh, somebody got to hear this. Called out of their situation, called out of their depression. God is calling you out. Come on. I want to just say thank you because you know what? God is calling you out right now. Pop, this is the first time you've been up here, huh? Okay. <laughs> you can be seated. Come on, give them a round of applause. Like, oh, shoot, Pastor, I thought you were done. Don't worry, I'm almost done. Listen to me very closely. Your struggle... Your struggle is what qualifies you to stand in the gap. I want you to say that with me. My struggle qualifies me to stand in the gap. 
Your struggle doesn't eliminate you. It qualifies you. Because who better to reach out to someone who's gone through a broken home than someone else that has made it through a broken home? Who else can have the ability to, to help someone out that's gone through a divorce than someone else that's gone through a divorce? Who else has the ability to help someone that's been through abuse or addiction than someone that's been through addic addiction or abuse? The fact that you made it out, you have the ability to help lead other people out. You could stand in the gap. He says, I want you to fly because I want you to build a wall. You guys keep playing back there. June, you're looking extremely buff this morning. You can stand in the gap for two people today. Walls are symbolic of protection, standard, and strength. That walls not only keep people out, but they also keep things in. Some of us keep getting things stolen from us. Our peace, our money, our time, our hope, our desire. And the enemy keeps stealing through the gaps that we have in our lives. I want you to notice it's time to start putting up the walls so we can start standing in the gap to hold on to the blessings God gave to us. It says build, repair, restore. And see, I need you to understand that there, there are gaps. There are gaps. In fact, do, do me a favor. Can you, can you four people right here just stand up here? Babe, come on up here. Pa Pastor Cat, can you come up here as well? I want you to notice something. I want you guys just to stand with me, shoulder to shoulder. Stand tight, shoulder to shoulder, okay? Right there. You good? Stay right there. Don't move. I want you to understand that there's some gaps that only you could fill. There are gaps that were created for you. You see, no one can heal your marriage but you. And you keep waiting for someone to restore your marriage. You were the one that broke it. <laughs> the counselor coming in saying, I'm sorry, isn't going to heal the, the, the offense in your marriage. There are certain gaps that only you can fill. You see, you can bring someone else in. Troy, come down here. It's a problem. Stay, stay shoulder to shoulder. Y'all gonna mess up my, my, my. Uh, stay right there, okay? Come on, baby. TL progression. I want want you to notice something here, okay? Mijo, come on up here, okay? No, okay. Mija, come up here. Yeah, quickly. I want you to notice something, okay? This is my gap. Belongs to me. It's a gap only I could fill. Because I'm the only one that was called to take care of this responsibility. But we're not taking care of our gaps. We're leaving it to other people. Sometimes our children have to step in. And our children step in and they, they get in there and they do it with all their heart. The problem is there's still openings. It's not their responsibility to pray for the family. It's not their responsibility to make sure your marriage works. It's not their responsibility to make sure things happen for the family. We got our kids standing in gaps that we're supposed to take care of. And they do a great job. 
problem is there's still, still some room, so thank you, babe. So what we do is we call our pastor. Come on, Reverend Troy, get, get back here, man. From the back. There you go. Come back in. Ready? Don't move. Come back in. The problem is this. How many know? Now he's filling gaps I didn't even cover. The problem is that it ends up weakening the other parts of the wall. And the other wall that was once standing straight is now off kilter. Things get out, out of line, out of alignment. And when things get out of alignment, it might hang for a little while, but let some stress come out, eventually it'll fall apart. And you could have your pastor stand in the gap, and we'll fill the gap for you. But it'll throw everything else off because you haven't taken your position. There's a gap that only you could fill. There's a place that only you could stand. And we're waiting for someone else to step up. Stop waiting for someone else's. It's time for you to rebuild. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, ladies. So what does God ask us to do? Stand in the gap. For, not for, but before him. Stand means to rise up, to establish, endure, to stand your ground. Do you understand why it's important that I take my gap? Because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for him. This gap is for him. I'm standing before him. You got to stand your gap because you are representing God to your family, your community. You're representing God. When I go to the store, I'm standing in the gap before God. When I go to the game, I'm standing in the gap before God. You represent God wherever you go. That's why you will not see on television that I beat my wife. Because she can beat me up. <laughs> but she can. Because I don't represent just me. I represent him. You won't hear curse words come out of my mouth towards this woman. Because I don't represent me. I represent him. You won't hear me curse out at my kids. You won't hear that I beat my kids down. Why? Because I represent him. I'm standing in the gap before him. Your gap, it's important you stay in your gap because you represent God, not yourself. See, I need you to understand something, folks. This is my gap. My family is my gap. My marriage is my gap. My children is my gap. This church is my gap. 
The enemy is not going to get by me to get to you. The enemy's not going to get by me to get to your family, to get to your children, to get to your marriage. Because this pastor, that pastor, that pastor, these ministers, that pastor are going to stand in our gaps to make sure that you are protected. I got you. I got you. I got you covered. We're going to stay in our gap. You don't have to worry about it because I got your kids. I got your family. I got your marriage. We're going to stand in the gap. You go in and give up all you want. I got you. We're standing in this gap before you. Why? Because this is my gap. Got to take responsibility for your gap. God closes out this statement. You may be seated for a second. Sorry about that. I'm going to close right now. Hey, guys, and when they start standing up like that, you play louder and faster. Okay? Dynamics. Just like that. That's good, John. That's good, John. For the land. Land's talking about the country, our city, our soil. Do you understand that your home is your garden? We got to take care of our gardens, folks. God gave you dominion over the soil called your home. That's the place where you rule. That's the place that you stand in the gap and you take care. You hold it down. And some of us are letting the enemy into gaps that we're, not, we're, not, we're just not watching anymore. We're getting bored. We're losing focus. You're responsible for your garden. Why? This is where I close, okay? This is where it brings it all down. Check this out. What's God's final statement here? So that I would not destroy the land. Good God. Look at the condition of America right now. It's not the world's fault. churches because the church has been so afraid to hold up a standard to say this is the word of God and this is what we believe that once again we thought we're waiting for God to come back and us get raptured up into heaven that we're allowing the earth to go to hell because I'm not going to be here when all hell breaks loose Jesus is going to come and get me you know what that's an escapist mentality Jesus said to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. To bring the kingdom. So I would not destroy. Check this out. That word destroy means this. That means to rot. It means so that it will spoil, be corrupted. And so when we don't stand, somebody has to listen to me. When we don't take a stand in our marriage, our marriage is rot. When we don't stand for our kids, our children rot. When we don't stand for our community, our community corrupts and rots. We got to take a stand. We got to rise up. The Bible calls us the what? In Matthew 5, the what? The salt of the earth. You are the salt. And salt was more than just seasoning. Salt was about preservation. 
They, they didn't have, in those days, they didn't have refrigeration, so they used salt, and they would pack whatever kind of meat in that salt in order to preserve it. Salt's a preservator, but I need you to understand the Bible calls you salt, and so what is our responsibility? We stop decay in the world. Say it again, Pastor. We stop decay in the world. But we can't stop decay when we sit in our little jar that says salt. The only way salt is effective is when it comes in contact with what is decaying. We can't sit in church and try to preserve a world. We got to get outside the walls and start coming in contact with the decaying flesh called society. We got to stop decay in the city of San Jose. It's time to make this city the safest big city in the United States once again. The murders have to stop, the violence needs to stop. But how is it going to happen? Us hoping that it changes? Salt has to come in contact with the cane flesh. The Bible says that when salt loses its flavor, it's no longer good for anything. I shared this before that whenever they would take salt, they would put it on the flesh. And salt loses its flavor when it begins to taste like the thing it's preserving. You put it on fish and you taste the salt and it tastes like fish, not salt anymore. You know the salt's no good. Taste the salt, it tastes like meat. You know the salt's no good. When instead of preserving our communities, we begin to smell like them, taste like them, act like them, we become worthless to the kingdom. We're called to preserve society, not to become like them. The Bible says come out from among them. It's time for transformation, church. I close with this, Isaiah 58. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities, and then they will be known as rebuilders of the wall and restorers of homes. Some of you, as you're sitting there, realize there's a gap that you need to fill. And it's time to you, for you to stand up today and fill your gap. And as you're sitting there right now, I challenge each and every one of you, heads bowed and eyes closed for a moment, that you would be found today. There are gaps that need to be covered. There's things that bother you that you see in society and know you that you know that you can make a difference. It's time to stand up and fill the gap. You're here right now, heads bowed and eyes closed, and you simply say, Pastor Dan, I'm ready to fill my gap. I'm ready to take a stand and fill the gap that only I could fill. If that's you, right where you are, stand to your feet quickly. Quickly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Fill your gap. Pastor, I'm tired. It's time to stand in your gap. Only you can fill it. 
Only you could do it. There's a gap that you need to fill. Secondly, we're going to be making a call for those that fill a call to stand in the gap, but in ministry. Every one of you has a call. Every one of you has a gift. Whether you're in full-time ministry or not, you have a call. You have a, a gap that you're responsible for. But there's some of you here this morning that you have a call to full-time ministry. You have a call to be involved in full-time in one of the five-fold of apostle, prophet, uh, pastor, evangelist, and teacher, you have a call on your life. And you realize that call, and you want to follow up on that call today. We're going to have a call for you in a second, but as you stand, John, would you just sing over them for a moment?
give you people today. Come on, lift your hands all over this place right now. God's calling you out of that dry place right now. Calling you to take your gap, to stand in your gap right now. So, Father, we speak over your people and we prophesy right now that we're coming out of that dry marriage, coming out of that dry relationship, coming out of that dry grave, my God. We're coming out of that place, Father God, of complacency, that I'm going to stand in the gap, the gap that you've called me to stand at my school, at my job, in my marriage, in my community. Lord God, I'm going to rise up and I'm going to take responsibility for the gap that only I can stand in. I say, take a stand for my children, for my marriage, for my community, for my church, for my God. Right now, I rise up. Come on, sing, John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's calling you. He's awakening you to come. Say, I'm calling you out of your dry places. I'm calling you out of your grave. I'm looking and searching for someone to take the place. Take the place. I'm calling you out of your places. I'm calling you out of your grave. I'm looking and searching for someone to take, take your place. Take your place. Take your place. He's calling you. He's pulling you. Father, I pray right now for those standing here. Many of which, Father God, that are wounded. And it's hard to stand in a gap when you've been hurt. There's some that are even sitting right now that you can't even imagine standing because you're still wounded. And I just speak healing over you right now. Just receive it. Come on, just receive it right where you are. I speak healing. I speak wholeness over you. I declare healing upon you right now. I declare healing over you right now. That pain that you've been dealing with. How can I stand in the gap when I'm so wounded right now? How can I stand in the gap when I was hurt? I just speak healing over you right now. Restoration. I speak hope over you now. I declare hope. I declare healing over you now. Just receive it. Some of you are even standing by faith and you're hurt. I just speak healing over you now. Don't allow the spirit of offense to steal your anointing. It was Saul's offense of David that stole his kingdom, kingdom, took away his anointing. 
So right now, don't allow offense. Right now, if you need to forgive someone, I want you just to forgive them. I want you to declare it now in Jesus' name. Because you got to recognize forgiving them sets you free. It's not about holding them accountable. It's about setting you free. Right now, you were hurt by another church. You were hurt by a ministry. You were hurt by a husband. You were hurt by a wife. You were hurt by a friend. You are hurt by a family member. Would you just release it right now? Maybe you're hurt by God. God didn't answer your prayer, and it hurts. Right now, release it. I speak healing over you in Jesus' name. Right now, come on. I call you out of your dry places. Come on, receive it. This is your time. This is your moment. Don't know the enemy's trying to allow offense to keep you from healing. Keeping you in bondage, locking you down. I speak freedom over you now. Declare freedom over you now. I'm standing in the gap for you, my friend. CWC family, your pastor's standing in the gap for you right now. I'm praying for you. I'm speaking liberty over you that those chains would break off of you. You're free. There's some of you that see the worship team singing and you can imagine yourself singing, but you're chained up because something's holding you back. I speak freedom over you now. You see others worshiping and you want to worship, but you can't because of offense. I speak freedom over you now. Your spiritual father declares freedom over you right now. You are no longer in bondage, no longer in mourning, no longer locked down. There is freedom. A new day is dawning upon your life. There is freedom over you and I call you out. I call you out once again. I call you out. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.